The champ is here. We will definitely not shut up and dribble. The champ is here. I must be the greatest. The champ is here. I'm going to continue to stand with the people. The champ is here. We will definitely not shut up and dribble. The champ is here. I must be the greatest. The champ is here. I'm going to continue to stand with the people. The champ is here. I will, I will not, not lose. lose. All right, all right, all right. Let's get it, man. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You could have been anywhere in the world, and probably some of you guys are shut in. But uh, we here, all right? Uh, thank you for joining us. We are Black in Sports, and I'm EJ, and I got my man. MH. He's the DB of the show. He's my lockdown. Got the press coverage going on back there. Um, so here we are, man. We are Black in Sports, where we will not shut up and dribble. We interview the best in sports and in the boardroom. We talk about it all, laugh at it all, providing a platform to be heard, all right? Without further, guess, uh, for, further ado, all right, we got our guests in here, special guests, all right? He's a Bay Area stand-up, all right? 12 years in the PGA game, Tiger, Tiger Woods, y'all. PGA Professional of the Year, two times. He's got it going back to back. Hey, he's going back to back. All right, so I'm going to take a little pause, make sure I get this title correct, all right? So he is, all right, let's see, Assistant Director and Program Coordinator of the PGA Golf Management Program in the Department of Resorts, golf management at the UNLV. Let's give it up for my man, Kendall Murphy, baby. Let's go. Clap it up, clap it up. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you for having me. I appreciate being here. Yeah, that's a that's a very long title there. <laughs> oh, that's an extensive title, yeah. man. But I mean, you know, black excellence, right? You got to get it all in there, right? Hey, it's you know, hey, let, this is uh, what it's all about right here. You Let's know? get it. Us all getting together and celebrating, and uh, you know, we've all fought hard. We've all um, been through a lot. We've all. Um, done a lot of things so it's good that uh you guys are taking the time to be able to to to, to reach out to other people and, and and show off what what the rest of us are doing out there because uh it definitely uh is motivating for um the next generation and and, and our current generation too to see what uh what we're all doing 100 percent. but without further ado how we like to start the show off okay we gotta call it uh your shoot your shot moment okay oh so this is where you <laughs> went for it all, all right? So it could have been anything. It could have been when your younger days. It could be now in your professional career. It could be with the ladies. But the time that you went for it all and you shot your shot. Oh, man. Well, I shoot my shot every day, personally. You know, I'm in an industry right now that uh, predominantly does not look like me. <laughs> um, I got to the industry when it did not look like me whatsoever. Um, and I've been able to do some things on the business side of the industry that have uh, – been able to transcend what, what we've been able to do. Okay. Um. So I would say I shot my shot by choosing my career. Okay. You know, that, that, that was me. I shot it. <laughs> I threw it in the air because I could have been. <laughs> I was supposed to be a lawyer, supposed to be a doctor, everything else, but, you know, a, a, mm -hmm. a golf professional and, you know, teaching golf lessons and running running now an academic program at a university. And yeah, that was a, that came out of left field. So that was definitely a, a toss up in the air. And it, uh, I can see, it I can see you shoot your shot with that because, uh, that kind of field. Back in the days, they were shooting at us, so. Yeah. <laughs> Still are trying to. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so what uh, started your love, your passion for sports? 
Man, it's funny. Uh, for sports, period. Uh, you know, I, I come from a sports family. You know, okay. I come from a family that has uh, uh professional players in it. Um, Olympians in there. Um, oh shit! Yeah, right. So you, you said know. that like like, like yeah, that's everyday shit. Yeah, yeah you know, <laughs> my. You know, Jordan my, in there, and you right. know, yeah, you know, yeah. I'm a little cousin Brown. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, hey, you know, <laughs> you know my uncle, uh, he's he's in the uh, Hall of Fame at Cal Berkeley, and okay. uh, he was in the Olympics um, uh, back in the 70s uh, as a high jumper. Um, so, 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 your uncle's name, uh, Gene Johnson. Mm-hmm. So, seeing him do his thing, uh, well, reading reading about it when I when I was born, and then have my mom, she was a she was a track star too, um, in uh, in college and high school, and then my dad. Was a uh, was 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 a big time football player at a Richmond, California, mm-hmm. um, and uh, went on the uh, San Francisco State and did his thing out there too. So not just seeing my family do it, like I That's had no choice business. but to get into sports. It, it was just a matter of what sport are you going to pick. That's a family mm-hmm. business. Like it, it's what it is. Like everybody, <laughs> right. we have to do sports. You know, my my baby cousin, she she went to to Brown on a basketball scholarship. My my other cousin went to. Uh, uh, Claremont McKenna mm-hmm. on the, on the track and field scholarship. Okay. I came to UNLV for golf. It's just sports. If you don't do sports with my family, mm-hmm. you're probably not part of family in reality. <laughs> right. Um, got to check that DNA some, test. Got to check it. Right. You're either going to be a cheerleader or play the sport, but you're going to be in the you're sports be somehow. You're going to be in the stadium. You so. in there. You in there. You in there somehow. Game day, you got something going on. Something, you're doing something, something right. going on. No one's at home on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> So you're kind of getting into it. So you came out to UNLV and you attended. Now, was that to – how did you get into golf? Let's yeah. start that because yeah. that's the, the main that. thing, right? Yeah, yeah. So so that's that's, that's actually a pretty cool story. It was, um, I was about 10 years old, um, oh, 9 wow. or 10, um, and my neighbor um, is a lifelong golfer, um, African-American guy. Um, you can say uh, black on here, by the way, if you want. I'm so used to this. Thing. I know. Yeah, yeah. I, you, you, you politically correct. You can say black here, man. You, 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 you can take the. Uh, hey, he's a brother, right? Yeah. So, yeah, it's, so he's yeah. a brother. Yeah. Uh, there it is. You know, he my. It's actually my. He's like he, he's like one of my best friends to this day. He's like 86 years old right now. Like oh, this is wow. the man that took me around the country playing in golf tournaments, taught me how to play the sport. But to make a short story longer, long story short, rather, um, my mom basically dropped me off at a junior golf camp on a Saturday morning uh-huh. at the public golf course in town called uh, Lake Chabot Golf Course in Oakland, California. And she dropped me off there because I wasn't doing anything on Saturday morning. And my mom, being the psychologist that she was or is, uh, she thought that, she decided that because I didn't do well in team sports where I would, I would blame other people for stuff. At nine years old, I was, we would lose a basketball game. It's everybody's fault but mine, right? right. You know? Uh, lose football against everybody fall by mine. So she's okay. I'm gonna put you in the sport where it's only about oh, you. Dude. Ooh, and she threw me in golf. Yeah. So I went there, hated it the first day. I was like, "This is terrible." Right. I don't know what we're doing. This is this ain't for us. I'm a, I'm the only one out there. Absolutely. I'm the only black person out there. Like, <laughs> what, what's going on right, right now? Right. None of my friends play golf. They all playing basketball right now. I'm out. I'm out here hitting a, hitting a little white golf ball. What am I doing? So then, um, <laughs> the next time I went around next week, I hit that perfect shot. I was like, wow, it's kind of cool. I like this. Mm-hmm. And then my neighbor came down and, and grabbed me like the next day. It looks like Sunday. And said, I'm going to take him to the golf course with me. And ever since that moment, like he, he showed me that black people do play golf, can play golf, can be successful at golf. And it was more, and this is like nine, 10 years old. So I learned it, it was more than just a sport. It was actually teaching me to, to, to be a man before I even knew what that even meant. Oh, wow. Um, he, he was teaching me, you know, the etiquette, teaching me 
um, honesty, teaching me um, accountability, accountability, ethics. Hell, how to count? Like, I mean, yeah, <laughs> like, like right. the whole sport's about keeping your own score. Like, right. I mean, stuff that 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 you don't think about. Like, mm-hmm. this is actually like it's, it. It really impacted me that way. So that's how I got into the sport, and then from there, my my love just grew on the sport. Kept playing, kept playing, kept playing. Got got pretty good, pretty quick. Um, made <laughs> made my uh, slight flex. Made, made the high school <laughs> pretty quick. <laughs> yeah, pretty, made the made the var- made the varsity team uh, okay. my freshman year. Uh, played varsity in high, in at Berkeley High School in Berkeley, California, for um, yeah. four years. We won four uh, uh, league championships. Um, <laughs> went undefeated a couple times. Um, we were pretty good. We, we had a pretty good little team there. I'd say so. And all of us went off the play, play playing college, but still, I was the only black person on the team still. Right. Yeah. So you know, um, I I decided that I really wanted to to go to a black school. So I went to Hampton University. Okay. For a semester. HU? Yeah. For a semester. The real HU. For the, one, real, for, the real HU. The real HU for one semester. <laughs> and then I realized that uh, um, you had too much fun. I, I, I need to get back to the West Coast. Yeah. I had a lot of fun out there. It was the best. <laughs> you know, you, you talk about 17 to 1 ratio. We'll just leave it at that right there. Yeah, we're shooting shots. Shooting yeah. Shots. That, yeah. that might have been the first shot, actually. There, there you go. Uh, but, <laughs> but no, that was, that, that's, where it was, that's, where, that's where my love found for the game. And then when I found that, that I could turn my passion for a sport into a career. Yeah. That doesn't mean I'm not playing. That doesn't depend on me playing week by week by week to make a check. That's when I was like, wait a minute. I think I'm on something here. Okay. Um and that and that's what that's that's where I am now is, you know, the developing new uh young minds to be able to 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 follow the same path that I kinda did, but just be better than me. You know, I just wanna I, I, whether you're black, white, Asian, I don't care. I just want you to be better than me. Absolutely. So, so whatever I could do to help and, and and i mean you all have seen me around you know i'm always willing to give it uh to lend a hand anybody right and that's the that's the beauty of my actual jobs that I, I get paid to just mentor people and just mm-hmm. help like it's re- pretty cool yeah that's good so let's stay in still in your past now did you get offered a scholarship after you went to like so you went to Hampton university yeah uh-huh. yep and then you came back you're like all right i need to kind of get right back to the west coast yeah so hampton university um they got they they offered me they offered me a scholarship in Hampton. Okay, uh, went there. Uh, like I said, transferred after, after semester UNLV. Um, just thinking about it from a from a business perspective, you know, I said, okay, look, we can, we can, you can major in what you're going to do for the rest of your life, which would be golf management. Yeah. Or you could stay here and just do business management and maybe get into it later. Oh, so UNLV had an actual direct program, so that's yeah, okay. Smart. The program okay. that I run right now, that program had just started, and that's what brought you. And that's in. what brought me in. Okay. So I, so I was the third graduating class of that per- program, the first African American graduate from that program. Um, Man, look at this. So and, let, me, uh, let me let me let me jump in right. Yeah. Ask you a question on that because I, I think a lot of at, at that time or that age of I don't know seventeen, eighteen, mm-hmm. nineteen years old, you still kind of finding yourself. So you might. You know, you might go to school for one thing, and then I'm, I'm just trying to get this degree, and then when you're done, you get into a completely different, you know, career path. But you know, I'm always interested in in, in those like you um, that found their passion pretty early and had a direct, you know, I'm saying line and you know, focus and driven focus to where 100%. they wanted to go. Um, and you're still in that career field, so I guess what about the game, or just what about your just makeup that just was like, you know, with this, I'm focused here, I'm going here. All right. Yeah, I mean that's that's actually a good point, and, and that that really all goes back to my family. You know, my 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 family. Not only are we a sports family, we're a business family. Mm-hmm. So everybody in the family is successful in their own little businesses, whatever it is, whether it's lawyers, doctors, 
psychologists, business people, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. So by looking at my mom, and she was a, at the time she was a, uh, she taught psychology, and then uh, she was a career counselor for Chabot College in Hayward, California. Um, So by her having the inside track on programs and colleges and how to be successful. So I'm seeing this at like 13, 14, 15, 16, constantly just, Every day, just seeing what she's doing, going to her job. She's talking to me about it. Just so I'm just getting all this information in subconscious, not really paying attention to what what I'm actually absorbing. Right. And then you know when I was at Hampton, we my mom sat me down over the winter break and said, "Hey, look, you know I know you're happy, but I found this program that may interest you because I know you I know you're into golf. I know you want to get into business. That's dope. So let's look at this. We took right. a trip down, came down to Vegas, looked at it. It worked out well for us. Um, and I said, okay, you know what? That's what I want to do. Let's uh-huh. sign the papers. Let's get out here. Yeah, let's man. figure it out. Um, but yeah, it's moms, man. I yeah. mean, you know, moms and pops. They just moms on the family, right? That's dope. I mean, that's, family, that's especially a, moms. Yeah, that's like a, a real adult decision at what 18, 19 years old at that point. You know, what I mean? eighteen years old. Yeah, yeah, man, yeah. Decision, yeah. I mean, I know you, they, people say that you're a man at that point, but, but you're, not, you're not. You're not a man, right? You, we all know that. You don't know what you don't know. That right? Don't exactly. Know. So yeah. that, that's 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 cool, man. That's, no, that's that, that comes from a a good background. Yeah. Sure, one, yeah. one thing I've learned. I mean, being raised from older parents, mm-hmm. you know, you kind of you kind of get a. Uh, you kind of grow up quicker, I think, in my opinion. You, I agree. you, get, you get mature slightly quicker because I they don't agree. put up with nothing. Yeah. You know, <laughs> they kind of like, look, uh, this is what you gonna do? Only right. child, <laughs> only child, but my mom and all the rest Got of all, all the rest of my dad's uh, kids were so much older. Older, than me. Like, yep, same. We're talking about like yeah. eight to twenty years older than me, so I was okay. the only one in the house pretty much. So same. It's like, I had a twenty year gap yeah. between so me and my like, dad, you know, my it's just yeah. me just hanging out, hey, you know. Yeah. And then like they done been through it, so they like they, we ain't having this from you. Like, nah. nah. <laughs> we ain't playing we ain't <laughs> playing this today. They've seen every trick. <laughs> They've heard every excuse. Yeah. You know. Not today. Before I even come with excuse. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's it. Here we go. Yeah. So. so was there ever the thoughts through the transition and like you finding your niche that you wanted to go pro or was there aspirations, or did you kind of go down that track? One hundred percent. I think any person that plays this, plays any sport, yeah, you know, sees himself, you know, playing playing at the highest level. Right. Yeah, that's just the the reality. That's yeah. why if you don't feel that way, you, you shouldn't be, you should not be playing a sport. All right. At that, to at, at, at basically at a high level. Right. Um. So with me, yeah, I, I totally, I totally uh, had those aspirations. Um. I quickly realized that it takes a lot more than, mm-hmm. um. Than, than the talent I had. Okay. Now, I mean, I'm 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 a very good golfer. I'm a very good teacher of the, of the game. I've competed at 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 high levels, but you got to realize that the gentlemen and ladies that you see on the on the LPGA and PJ Tour right now, those 200 plus individuals, um, they are literally like the half percent of the one percent yeah. <laughs> that are good. Damn. Like it's, it, it, it's such a it's such a such a small, small number. Like yeah, you don't it's. There are so many, and then if you look at the tours just below them that transition, those guys and gals are playing phenomenally well, mm-hmm. and, and they can't make it. it. They can't make it. So either. say that again: a half a percent of the one percent. The one percent is what's on. It's what you see on TV. Yeah, I mean, and, and golf itself is already kind of an exclusive oh. type of. You know what I mean? So that that one percent is already right here. You know, and half that's of a, that. That's a different one percent. <laughs> yeah, that's, right. That's crazy. So and and then you know. So because of that, you know, I 
I've, I've always been um, very mature in my thinking to realize, okay, I'm going to focus my attention on what's attainable, but also push myself to reach higher heights and higher goals. Oh, 100%. So I, I, I realized that playing for a living, one, wasn't what I wanted to do because of the day-to-day grind that's required in it. Mm-hmm. These individuals are on the road for 40 weeks out of the year. Wow. Some of them have to drive city to city. Some fly. Um, and talk about, real quick on that one, just a little pause, the physical toll that it takes. I think sometimes people's like, oh, golf is not really a... It's a not as demanding as so, so think about body. this. So for, so, for example, I played golf yesterday at Bally High here in town. Um, I decided to walk. I walked 10,000 steps in 18 holes <laughs> in one day. So Okay, so multiple... Right, so, one so, day, so, like four hours, right? So, yeah, so that was four <laughs> hours. So around so a t- golf tournament is is, is four rounds so that's forty thousand steps just in your competition round mm-hmm. you have a practice round on wednesday so another that now you're fifty thousand steps um you're probably going to hit golf balls on the range which will on, on tuesday and after your round on wednesday to get yourself prepared which is the equivalent of you lifting probably like doing like a uh, hundred reps mm-hmm. um of a bench press you know with <laughs> Yeah. 100 pounds on it basically just over and over right. again yeah you know so your arms are dead your legs are dead um and then monday you travel mm-hmm. oh. you just and you just finished playing sunday so you so you get done playing sunday at 4 p.m you get on the road mm-hmm. monday morning drive to, to the next uh city then you get there you eat dinner you wake up tuesday morning you practice you wake up wednesday you have to play in a pro-am event or you have to go out and practice and thursday friday saturday sunday you're playing That's the every single week and this is outside in the elements too. You can't really control the elements. Oh, no, it's no, hot, no, no. right? It's right. hot. So it's some, sometimes it's really sometimes. It's, yeah. You know, I I played once in Tulsa, Oklahoma. It was, it was summertime. It was a hundred and ten degrees with a hundred percent humidity. Mm. This is disgusting. It was terribly hot. Like <laughs> nobody wanted to be there. That's nobody. Foul. You didn't. Want- <laughs> Yeah, I'm trying to get a tank on <laughs> at this point. <laughs> I can't wear this. I can't wear a polo. I gotta get a tank. Uh, like it was, it was, it was terrible. And you know, it, and we have to wear pants. Yeah. And it's like you know, we're so it it, it, it the, the the physical strain on your body in golf is very demanding and grueling. Now, yeah. are we taking direct impact from somebody hit, from somebody knocking us up up upside the head? No. But our bodies take a take an impact. Look at the injuries of uh, of Tiger Woods. Yeah. You know, torn Achilles. Yeah. That's like a that's a real life injury that's right good, there, yeah. right? You know, ACL tear. How hard, ACL how, how tear. hard you got to swing to tear your Achilles, though? Very hard. <laughs> Very hard. That's a hell of a swing. Very hard. <laughs> and some of those hills get stiff, man. Very hard. He. Well, he no, I'm talking. No, he didn't Honest, fall. <laughs> no, no, I'm saying just. So look, my first job. Okay. Out of when I was, I don't know, sophomore year or something in high school, right. was at a golf course. My dad was like, "Hey, I got you a job." Today. Okay, first of all, what'd you do at the golf course? Because I had a job at the golf course, and my experience uh, wasn't good. Yeah, I was just a dude that you know cleaned the golf carts. Oh, at least you you were cleaning though, right? They yeah, were, you know, me, I was dry, cleaning shoes. Dry the, oh no, no, no I wasn't Are you the, shoes. the locker room? Oh, my was so hot. <laughs> Nah, a I, locker room I, attendant man coming in there. I got in the car. You got, oh, they you know, you I had to drive around oh, okay. and collect the balls and the, you know, you on the driving range. I, knew you was I mean, I was. <laughs> no, golf, it did touch me a lot. You know, my shirt was tucked in deep. <laughs> <laughs> Every day at work, I got up five o'clock in the morning because that's when tournaments would start. You, you know what I mean? The crisp khakis. Oh yeah, crisp <laughs> starch. Well, that's when starch was still. You know, that, that was, was a, that was a part thing. of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still a thing. The perfect crease in it. 
Them joints can stand up by themselves. Boy. Oh, and you still had a hairline. Had the pleat, had the pleated pants and everything. Do you remember them hairlines? Oh, the hairline was Chris. Yeah, man. Back and then the I, I got a little bit half percent back to the half percent of just hustle. Cause you know, you go out there to the I was like, let me get your back, sir. You know, bring them down to there. And you get a little tip or something. Yeah. I got the half percent of hustle there. So I learned a lot. I learned a lot on the golf course. So, but that's just a different environment though. So how did you how did you play or practice that early on? Was it like a local course? Mm-hmm. And when you went to that local course, was it still like a feeling? Because like, you know, of course, doing our research, we're looking up and just there's still that stigma where people say they go in and they feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that's, that's a double part right there. Um, so, yeah, I practiced the local course uh, around the corner from the house. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called Lake Chabot Golf Course. Like I said, in Oakland, California. Now they got like um, your cleats or something, clubs hung up out there. You know, they proud of you. No, okay. you know, they don't really. <laughs> Man, I, it's what's crazy that I go home so uh-huh. infrequently. Oh, got you. Um, I'm home about twice a year, um, Christmas and normally right around sometime in the, just in the summertime just there to see go. my family. But uh, when I do go, every time I do go out there, I make sure I pop in there. There, there are some pictures of me up there, but. Um, humble, bro. Hum- very yeah, humble, humble bro. But, but it's 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 you know it's, retired. it's their retired. it's their facility. I'm just happy to help out in any way I can. <laughs> there you go. Help the juniors out there. But no, but I would tell you right now that golf course and the individual that and, and uh, we call them the old timers. Basically, uh, they were the old black guys that, that, okay. that you used to come out and hang that out there dope. all the time. They literally just took me under their wing and say, "Look, you got some talent. Come on out here. Whenever you want to come out of here, we ain't gonna charge you nothing." Wow. You need some clubs, we got you. You need some balls, we got you. That's huge. Because that, that, that's like a huge barrier. The, the, the so ex- that's another one. The, the expense, expense factor. Yeah. Yes. The expense yes. factor in golf. Um, it is a factor. Now, you know, through some of the works that we'll talk about later that we're trying to do, you know, we're we're trying to change that stigma that golf's too expensive to play or golf's an elitist sport mm-hmm. or golf's a white man's sport mm-hmm. or golf's not for me or you. Um, those are some of the things that we're trying to those those uh those observations and those expectations or those that they were trying to shift right now. But those are some big shifts. I can't wait to get into that. Yeah. Yeah, But I will say that for me, I was blessed to have people that believed in me at an early age before I even knew what the heck I was doing. That's all. And, um, yeah, they would, they they would just, you know, try and give me tips, you know, here and there. Some of them, half of them did, weren't worth nothing, but (laughs) you know, I ain't know nothing. But it it showed they cared though. It showed they cared. And that that goes a long way just as much, right? Yeah. Because they want their sons out there. Yeah. You know, I I just wanted to listen to them. And it it was cool for me. Like I said, having an older family, like me seeing the old time trying to help me to me, it's just, I'm just used to it. Where some of my friends would come out and be like, man, my old guy trying to talk. I'm yeah, like, yeah, like, nah, bro. Like, it's cool. Like, yeah. they just trying to help us. Like, yeah. oh, okay, okay. So, kind of, whenever, whenever I, I would bring my friends that, you know, basically be from different environments that, mm-hmm. you know, had, wouldn't, well, I would tell them, you got, you got to pull your pants up, up up here. You got to put the belt on. Sagging was tough. We're back a belt. Then, huh? Nah, I may got to pull them up, bro. <laughs> you know, they, I can't go to golf. Like, trust me, man. If you're coming with me, you got to do this. Like, all right. Yeah, all right. That's, you know, so those yeah. guys and then started to see, you know what? I kind of like this. You know, it's kind of fun, kind of cool. And, you know, one of my best friends, he went from, uh, he went from hating golf when we were growing up and he, and he pursued high jumping and he went to Cal for high jumping and he became pretty good at it. Um, and then now we fast forward. So that would have been 2004. We fast forward now to 2020. This man plays golf every single day. That's dope. He loves the sport, and he tells me all the time, he's like, man, I should have never stopped playing golf. I should have kept playing with you because with 
my drive, I imagine I could have won. I was like, I was like, I'm, you probably could have won way higher than me because you, natural you had that kind of natural drive right. to to be to 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 do the athletic part where I kind of, I I love athletics and I just really went on raw talent, which is not necessarily a good thing, but it's a blessing that I had it. But yeah, so practice, yeah, I practiced there at the golf course for uh, they took care of me, but to be honest with you, I really didn't like practicing. I hate practicing. <laughs> yeah. To this day, pra- I hate practicing. Practice. 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 I love the play. Game. I love the play. See, I'm a, I just wanted to go out and play. So, mom dropped me to the golf course on Friday and Saturday. I just go play. Mm. I just, go, just go play, you know, twice, three times, whatever. And then just, she picked me up. She dropped me off at eight, picked me up at five. You know, that's my weekends, man. It was like, that's what yeah. we do. Just Talk about this real quick. The, obviously, there's the difference between team sport individual sports you touched on it a little bit earlier you know so much in you know football that I, I i grew up in playing football and basketball that was just like you know i'm gonna do my role whatever mm-hmm. my role is on the team whether it be big or small i'm gonna try to execute my role i never had that mental kind of but never really had that mental like i guess strength or just that wherewithal to be like you know this really depends on me and it's mm. me basically versus the course you know what i mean Talk about the, I guess, the difference of the mental aspect of the game versus what you get in team sport. Well, I'll tell you right now, and and and, and it's the biggest blessing my mom did was to put me into an individual sport um, and show me the difference between what you're saying right now. Um, I will say that when you're playing an individual sport like golf, it is you versus the golf course. Mm-hmm. Um, it's you versus yourself. Your our minds are our number one in yeah. it, and it'll teach you very fast. How to deal with how how, how to deal with who you are mm. as a person. Okay, um, that's deep. Right? And what I mean by that is, if if you're an individual that is angry mm-hmm. <laughs> or upset, short tempered, or short tempered, that's dangerous out there. Or somebody that cusses, <laughs> oops. Or someone that that doesn't have the self esteem that's high, mm. that gets down on themselves. An individual sport will bring that out of you immediately and you'll learn very you'll either you'll either rise and say let me fix these things and become a better man or woman or you'll just crumble down and just be miserable out there wow um and and, and that's the that's the gift and the curse of, of playing in individual sports i mean um that's why you look at some of the best players that, that play these sports they are so strong mentally yeah like there's not look at tiger woods tiger woods went through probably one of the craziest scandals that you can go through mm-hmm. a couple of them you know, from his, from from crashing his car to getting hit in the head to you know whatever to the yeah. number drops to yeah. to having to give Elon an absorbent amount of money, right? You know, but Crazy. he never to this day. Okay, yeah, cool, I got it. Keeps it pushing. What you need? Yeah, boy, won the Masters. Won the Masters last year, like so. But that it takes such a mentally strong person yeah, to be you, able to do that. Yeah, look at Serena Williams, like. She gets hit all the time with stuff. Oh, you're too this, or you're too that. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's too short. Oh, that's too long. You're too loud. Or, you're too loud. You're too big. Oh, you can't. You can't yell. You can't have aggression. You can't have this. Yeah, she'll put some aggression out there. All right. But what does she do when, when she's done? Congratulations. Thank you. Happy day. On on the court, she's in it. In it. That's yeah. different. Like, right. That's showing your fire. Yeah. But off of it, she doesn't really complain that that often. Mm-hmm. Of course, she's had sometimes. We we all complain, tab it, but. It takes such a high level of mental security to be able to be at those high levels in these individual sports. Man, 
Um, that's so deep. I mean, I'm not. Yeah. Our boy, our friend of the show, uh, Mr. AB. You know what I mean? I, maybe that. I don't know. I, I I just that's 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 really deep on a lot of different levels. I played corner in football. Okay. On the island. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. it's 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 more mental. Yeah. You get beat. You might get beat for a route. And if you down on yourself, you about to get beat again. Yeah. You know what I mean? Play the play. Next route. But you know that was that was always uh, growing up in high school for me. That was always a struggle. I felt like dang, I was letting the team down. I'm letting somebody else down because I got beat. Oh, you held that? But I'm, yeah, but I'm saying if if to your point, that I would have got exposed quick in golf. You know what I mean? Oh. That been, oh, okay. You down on yourself. You missed a couple shots. You missed a couple strokes. You you're down go. on yourself pretty quick. I mean, you're golf is still a team stuff. sport though. When they compete though, like when you go out to meets, right? Like, don't you have to perform at a certain level? Like, how does on that the, work? On the on the on the on the high school and college level, uh-huh. collegiate level, it's a team sport. And then um, when you play in the Ryder Cup or the Solheim Cup or the Walker Cup or the Palmer Cup, which are team events uh, within collegiate and professional golf, those are the only times where when it's a team sport. But it's still, even it's though it's still, a team, yeah. you're still playing your own golf ball. 100%. Yeah. And like, so yeah, like in the Ryder Cup, you'll see a lot more camaraderie. And like I said, okay, look, all right, I know I need to play well for the team, and if they play bad, they're out there still cheering the team on. Say, look, I may not play well, but you know you got this. Or they're and they're kind of representing their country. In representing the country, in exactly. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's it's Europe versus America for the uh, for the Ryder Cup, um, and the Solheim Cup is the LPGA version of the Ryder Cup. Gotcha. All right, so let's jump into kind of like what you're up to now, man. Um, you know, let's talk to us about just what your role is now and what that role involves. Yeah, so right now I'm at the uh, I'm at UNLV. Uh, I'm in my eighth year, which is crazy to think it's been that long Dang, that I've okay. been back here. I mean, time has just flown by since so I've been back. Eight years uh, working. Eight years working at, at UNLV. Dang, so that doesn't even include the time that you were. No, oh, that, wow, doesn't, okay. that doesn't. Yeah, I've been in the business now for uh, 12, 13 years now. So before that, I was uh, in Colorado. Uh, uh, where I worked at the Broadmoor, in Colorado Springs. <laughs> you know, what? I know I'll, I know all about the Broadmoor. You That's, know about the Broadmoor. You like got to float to get into the. Five star, yeah. The Broadmoor, right there. Huh? I give you a little stat of Broadmoor. The yeah. Broadmoor is the longest running five star, five diamond property in yep. North America. Oh wow! I believe they're in their sixtieth year of having that rating. Yeah, it's, it's it is literally a property that will shut down any Vegas property in terms of customer service when you step on property. That's <laughs> big. Totally concur. No, that's big. So you got to float to get in. The there. level of training that we go through as employees. There's rules such as if I see a guest, I must inter- I must interact with the guest within 10 feet of seeing them. I must answer the phone within two rings. I must say oh, the wow. guest's name three times in the conversation. It, it's stuff like that. I must pick up trash. I must, just basic stuff that we just think about should happen regardless. But that's big. Mm-hmm. But this is stuff that you have 16,000 employees doing. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like it's pretty cool to be that I, I was around that and a part of that. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I ran the tournament department there for a couple of years. Okay. Um, we did like about eight, 800 events a year in a wow. nine-month season, which was a lot. Uh, then I went and got my master's degree at St. Mary's College um, in California. Ooh. Ooh. Um, go, go, go Gales. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, I had to, had, to, had to go back home for a second to get one of my degrees. Hey, no worries with that. Um, and then while I was at St. Mary's, though, I, I had the fortune to be able to be an assistant coach for the men's golf team. Oh, wow. So that's what got me into coaching okay. um, on a high level. Uh, so that was a ton of fun for me to be able to do that for, for a couple seasons. Uh, then after that, I moved to um, to Florida uh, to work for the PGF America at their headquarters, which was another 
big position to yeah. hold because there's um at the time there's only three of us in the building. Three African Americans in the building. Yeah. Okay. The time when I got hired there. Um now there's probably five. Uh <laughs> maybe six. Not, there's a lot more now. Uh, <laughs> I hope there is at least. All right. Um, but yeah, so I did that and then I did for a couple years and then I got to, to UNLV and when they brought me here, it's kind of funny because it was a time where I kind of wanted to get out of Florida because it was, I was working a corporate job. I really didn't like being, having to wear a suit and tie and mm-hmm. be stuck inside and I really didn't like that part. So okay. I said, okay, how do I, what, what do I do next? And right when I started having these thoughts, uh, UNLV gave me a call and said, hey, we just created this new position that is probably really, really good for you. Um, it's about recruiting, retention, uh, player development or coaching and teaching. That's dope. Um, and some instruction. I was like, oh, perfect. That sounds, that sounds like right up my alley because I just got done coaching the golf team. I'm in the recruiting. I'm trying, I'm trying to grow the game for African American. I'm like, this is perfect. It's Sign a great me up. blend, right? right? Good blend. Great blend. So moved out here um, uh, Jan- uh, September uh, 20th of 2012. was my first day here at UNLV. And um, from there, we started with that small, well, it sounded small then, started with that small role, and it's evolved now to me being assistant director for the program now. Because at that time, I was just the program coordinator. I I was just working for the program as just a, I was just there just helping out. You just only had one title then. Just one title then. You have all six of them. You know, see, see, (laughs) see, now I'm like, you know, it's just it's it's me and the director. We go hand in hand together, trying to trying to just make sure the program oh, runs uh, mm-hmm. cohesively, um, and it gives me a lot of uh, flexibility and leeway to do what I have to do to grow the program. That's awesome. But so right now, my main goals or my main roles at UNLV are basically to uh, teach the teach all the teaching and coaching academic classes that have to do with golf instruction, biomechanics, um, kinesiology, yeah. that kind of stuff, kinematics, that kind of stuff. Teach those classes. That's instruction. And I'm also in charge of all the recruiting and retention for the, for, for the program as well. So I have to make sure that we're bringing in students to be in this specialized program um, every single year. I'm also yeah. making sure that we're keeping the students that we have in the program um, every that's single year. Good. So what's the competition for that? Is there a lot of programs like your yeah. program? 18 total in the country. Damn, that's small. 18 total that are accredited by the PGF of America. There's, there's probably 100 out there golf programs that are out there got it okay. but there's yeah. only 18 that, that are actually accredited by the pg of america when our students graduate from unlv they graduate with a bachelor of science degree in hospitality management with a concentration in pga golf management and then they become a class a pga professional which is the highest um well which is the gold star standard of golf management so how to run a golf course, how to run a country club, how to be a great golf instructor, how to be a college golf coach, how to be a uh, junior golf coach, how to be a tournament operator. And they're um, all and they're all playing. Are they all are they just this in is the program? The business or, side. This is business side. Yeah. Got you. Okay. This is the business. So basically, what I'm I'm what I run right now is just the business side Got of it. the golf industry education program. That's big. So it's 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 industry. you know it's it's an industry. So, so where can they send their applications to? Because that's amazing. <laughs> that is. Go to unlv.edu forward slash pga. Find all the information right there. There it is. <laughs> We're um, gonna put that in the show notes as well, though. Yes, but no, that's that's what I'm doing now. It, it, and honestly, it's a blessing, you know, because one of one of the one of the things I'm also I'm also able to do is a lot of philanthropy through my job, uh, and I was actually able, able to have them write that into my job description, um, to to allow me to be able to be out in the community and serving, and to get my students serving. So I have 100 students in the program. And I require each of them to do 10 hours of community service every single semester. Okay. So 
you can just add the number of hours that we're able to give back. And it's a really cool opportunity for them to be able to get out and see new things. You know, I've, you know, I've taken these, these kids that are from these, that, these white kids from country clubs that have never seen black people. I've taken them down to D Street. <laughs> I've taken them nice. to, to, to Second Baptist. Also, I've taken them the with me to, to do stuff. doesn't yeah, have to be in golf. No. It's just volu- oh, yeah, like volunteer. The community. Absolutely. Oh, wow. Okay. That's so that's I'm getting good. them out there in the community with me. You know, if we're at the, if I'm at the, uh, Martin Luther King Parade, I got students <laughs> with me too. Like, come on. No, that's big. That's really right. Because I'm trying to, because I, I, I look at golf as, you know, it's, it's supposed to break down racial divide mm-hmm. on both sides. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes, we want to get more African Americans, more Latinos, more Asians um, into them, more women into the women, game. Yeah. We, we want to get more into the game, yes. But at the same time, we want to make sure that the Caucasians that are playing the game and those that are in the game also understand where we come from and what what's, what's going on and what our plights are and, and have an understanding so that if I'm saying, hey, look, this is what I'm dealing with, That's or, or, or when you run a golf course now and you hire you know, an individual that says, hey, I can't afford to, you know, buy these shoes that I need to buy to work. You got empathy. You're not going to sit there and be like, well, what the hell do you mean? You can't do that. Right. You know, you get you. Okay, you know what? I get it. No worries. All right. Let's see what we can do. We'll Let's make go. this happen. It teaches them at a young age or, or at a college age how to basically be a better professional before they even know what it means to them. Right. Because I've had calls from students that have called me back four or five years after graduation. Say, hey, man, look, I used to hate having to do all that volunteer work. But, man, right now. It's paid dividends in my career because I've been able to not only write it down on my resume saying I did all this stuff, yeah. mm-hmm. but I'm also able to actually understand and get inside these communities because they're like, well, Kendall, like these communities spend money at the golf course. I'm like, I know. <laughs> right. Black people want to play golf. Right. We're going right. to be there irregardless. Right. But if you understand it and you come to me in my community and say, look, I want you to come to my golf course and aren't afraid you know, to come to a church and say, hey, look, Come play XYZ golf course, or you're not afraid to, you know, allow uh, some community organization to run a charity event there, and, and you, you want to support them. That's going to get you more business. Business that's going to grow your business. That's going to make you more money. That's big. Man. So I'm teaching that. I'm teaching that to them now when they're 18, 19, 20 years old. Yeah. So when they so when they hit 30, they're like, oh, this makes complete. This is like no brainer. Like who doesn't do this type of deal? And that's why my students are all elevated. And getting jobs so much faster sure. and higher paying jobs after college, um, so that's the best part. The favorite part of my job yeah. It's actually like the smallest part, but it's like the best part to me because it's, it's actually no, it's, impacting lives. No, that's huge. Yeah. It just makes somebody a better person. I, no, I, I remember no. I I, uh, I grew up most of my life in Colorado. What part? It, uh, Denver, and then I lived a little bit in Colorado Springs after. Um, but I went to college in Colorado, in northern Colorado, in Greeley. That's you unfortunate. Yeah, it's unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, you it only it only stinks on Sundays. Yeah, by you, the way. you, you yeah. lay up there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but it took me after I graduated, right, and then I moved to Alabama just to see life differently. Oh right? man, you know what I mean? Yeah, and uh, I, I got to see Total it from a different difference. Right? I was about to say that. that I want to hear that story because I mean, Colorado, Greeley, Colorado, period. Right. Because I lived in Colorado for a couple of years and. Colorado's the close thing that, that that we have to California, right? Where it's just you know liberal, everybody you know let's have fun, we're all together, right? Free spirit, yeah, it's and the melting free, pot. Free, yeah, you know, it's a melting pot. It's like, hey, cool. Okay. You yeah, know, you get do your thing, whatever you want. Come on out. Yeah, you know, <laughs> for sure. Like, why doesn't matter? Right. Alabama, totally different. Totally different. <laughs> so Alabama to me was like a textbook. It was like you know, uh, my, you know, back, my, on, my, back my, on script. Yeah, my parents grew up in the South, Got right? It. So I, I. I 
I, I mean, I knew what collard greens were, you know, <laughs> so I wasn't, wasn't bougie or nothing, but, but I didn't, I was used to being the only face, oh. right? That was just like, okay, I'm the only that's what here, been. that's fine. Right. And then when I went to Walmart the first time in Alabama and I was like, whoa, <laughs> everybody here is black? <laughs> like, whoa. The manager? Right. Right. It took me, it took me a little while to be like, okay, this is a different, this is just different. Right. This is a different way of life. And it, it grew, it, it made me grow up as a person uh-huh. and as an individual to help me in business. So to, to your point, yeah. them learning that early at 18, 19, that's 20 big. years old. Dope. That's huge. That's gold. Yeah, it is. Because the world is different everywhere, right? You, I'm hundred percent, and I'm bringing in students from all across the world, right? You know, so I have students from from Korea, from China, from Japan, from, uh, from, you know, every everywhere from uh, Minnesota to Nebraska. <laughs> yeah, to I, Texas. Saw that, I, I saw that video you sent over to us. <laughs> Your little recruiting video. Oh yeah, yeah, they're everywhere. They're everywhere. <laughs> they're, everywhere. <laughs> they're, every, they're everywhere. They're everywhere. So, so it's uh yeah so i mean if and they come here and we have to figure out you know you you you, they're probably big fish you know where they were from right yeah but now they're in the pond where everybody's big fish yeah so now what are you gonna do all right well one thing you can do now is be better than than the next big fish that's next to you yeah so now you're paul you 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 were the main person there well the only way you can get along is you got to understand somebody's life to figure out one how you could how you could use that right. to make yours better. No, 100%. Because if you're gonna try to fight this battle on your own and just be the best on your own with ignoring people around you, right. Right, you may as well just stop the battle now. Right. And that was something that I had to learn too, because you know I I I, I was in this battle alone a lot. I didn't know people that I can talk to that looked like be in my professional status. Yeah. Um, but eventually I had to learn. I literally had to learn how to create a black professional network mm. in my profession that yeah. I can call to. So speak on that. Are there? Yeah. And have you started cultivating them? Yes. That's fantastic. Yeah. So about uh, in 2016, we'll say, um, myself, um, I went and had a, I, went, I had a meeting with the COO, Chief Operating Officer of the PJ of America. And I, I sat down with him and I said, hey, Daryl, I just have a couple questions for you about your, your diversity initiatives. Like, what are we doing here? And what we came, came out of that meeting was basically him saying, hey, look, I want you to gather five or six individuals that so, you So think, everybody. Yeah, exactly, pretty much everybody. <laughs> everybody I know. Pretty much grab, grab, gather gather your posse. I'm sorry. And no, yeah. Gather your crew. Yeah. No, please don't say posse. And, <laughs> and, 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 and come and come down in a couple of months yeah. and let's have a sit down with all the um all the C sweeters, so all the C all the chiefs and all the all, all, all the VPs of the company, wow. of the PT of America, and let's talk about what is going on and what we do to fix it. From that meeting we were able to develop several programs with the PGA of America to increase diversity. Um, they now have a chief people officer who's mm-hmm. directly in charge of, of, of diversity. I was one, of, was one of the tabs. Um, and we were able to identify um, a lot more individuals of diverse backgrounds that we didn't even know were out there. Oh, know? wow. Um, by allowing us to see the database a little bit and figure out, okay, who is, where, where are you? And now how can I now get you involved with me and then we were able to create a program called pj lead that ultimately trains pj professionals young pj professionals to become leaders mm. but like in the pga okay. like to run for office like how i 
ran for office and one secretary then i became vice president became president and now i'm honorary president mm-hmm. right of Boom. the area like to to know how to do that right so now we have a program a national program that we can that we can bring young people in and say look work with me for two years and i guarantee you you'll be able to have the the mental smarts the courage and the and and the ability to be able now to run and to be a true leader in your area, right? We're not saying that, that, that you're going to become the national president, president right, right. but we're saying that at least in your area. So whether it's the southwest section where where we are here, or whether it's the um, south central down Alabama, you know, it's you can you can be a leader in your area and and and, and help your area out. And win awards like my area wins awards, and and win and win awards like like so, I've been I mean, we fortunate give enough it to, to do that. Yeah, so yeah. just rattle off some of your awards really quick, yeah, man. Because the thing about it is, I mean, it's an honor. So let let let's yeah. shout that out. I mean, you put in the hard work, not only creating this program, but like what you're saying is, you're telling people like, yo, I'll show you the the roadmap to do this, and then you did it. So shout out some of those. Yeah, so you know, I've been I, I've been blessed to be able to uh, be recognized, and I, and, and 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 it's funny because. Awards, awards and recognitions to me growing up have never really been important to me. Mm. Uh, even like winning championships, like we won a championship, everybody won the trophy. I'd be like, I don't really care about a trophy. I, I, you I, turned the ball over. Isn't yeah, it? I was, <laughs> I'm, mad, I'm, I'm mad because I had a turnover. So like I'm looking at it from, from, from uh, the perspective of let me fix my game to win another one next next year. Right, okay. So same with the awards. I'm like, okay, thank you so much for allowing me to be, you know, the PJ professional of the year. Uh, which is the highest honor that PJ can give um, of the year. Uh, this year, 2019 and 2018, I, I, I had the pleasure of uh, winning winning that that. that. Uh, prior to that, I, I won the uh, Player Development Award, which is basically I was the recognized as being the best person at develop programming to uh, grow the game of golf. Um, I've had the ability to serve on several uh, committees uh, that have national impact. Um, for example, the National Junior Golf Committee, which is compri- which was comprised of 12 individuals from around the country, that ha- that we were able to shape and mold a brand new way of thinking about instruction for juniors, and it was a, something called the American Developmental Model or ADM, um, and we created this model to where we're telling coaches how to properly train kids in age-appropriate manners. Yeah. It goes back to burnout, basically. Yeah. Trying to prevent burnout, trying to prevent overuse. Yeah. Right? Um, how does it, how does to prevent it, specialization. On that real quick, I don't want to cut you off, but no, you're good. How, on that developmental model, kind of what's like the process with that? What's the, what's the I guess, the age range and what, what right. process is that? Yeah. Yeah. So, so basically, you're going to have uh, ranges to where you're going to have a certain age to where you're just playing the play. Okay. You're just planning in the play, right? Just, Boom. Just, just having fun playing the play, right? Okay. No scorekeeping, really. Just having fun. Just out there, out there. Mm-hmm. Then you're gonna have, then you're gonna have to where you're 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 playing to compete. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're actually competing a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then you're gonna have an age range to where you're competing to compete, where it is, and that's probably gonna be closer to your high school area. Yeah. Um, and then move forward to where like you know you're here to compete, compete at a goal. high level. You have a goal. You have you have a destination. This is what you want to do. Yeah. But the problem is. We could take an individual that, although they may have the ability to compete, to compete at ten years old, yeah, psych psychologically, they're not ready yet to compete, to compete. One hundred percent. They may be physically ready, they may be athletically ready, but mentally, they're not ready yet. Wow. So what could happen is we can burn that child out. Out. 
and lose them and lose them. They turn eighteen. They were the best. They were the best junior golfer, right? right turn eighteen. Now. I'm over. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. yeah. We almost lost one of the best female golfers ever. Now it's Michelle Wee. Wow. Oh, Michelle Wee went to that. Yeah. She 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 had the same situation. She was playing golf at, at a very young age. Uh, got really good, really good. She got burnt out. She went to Stanford. After yeah. Stanford, she was like, I really don't want to do this anymore. Damn. Right. It took her. She could take like a couple years off and came back, and now she's killing now she's, it again. Right. Focused, so it's okay. thankful that we didn't lose her, mm-hmm. but we could have lost that kind of a talent that's now one of the top ten players in the country, or in right. the world, rather. Wow. Um, and really quick before you continue on this, since we're talking about uh, female golfers, um, you know Cheyenne Woods, by the yeah. way? Miss Cheyenne? Yeah. yeah. Oh, you do? Big, big fan. Hey, listen. I'm, I'm a very... I'm, he, all around (laughs) you know i don't look at some person singly i look at the totality of a person so i mean you know next time she's in town you know if if you you just help your brother out man just you know just agree to and just tell her like i really respect her game we need to get you on her podcast oh let's do that oh uh yep i'm available why'd your whole voice change listen listen, i'm gonna need you to stop hating over there no birdies no BS on birdies, yeah. <laughs> no, hold on, no BS on birdies. Let me, yeah. let me, let me, let me need to get you on APOC. I'll make that text message when, when we get off there. <laughs> Nobody does. My God. Yeah. Okay, but no, back on. No, <laughs> but no, on Cheyenne, though, Chey- Cheyenne is Cheyenne is a trailblazer of trailblazers. And a lot of individuals try to play her off as just being Tiger's niece. Right. But she is so good and talented. And that's when I talk about the mental capacity and the mental ability to handle things. Like a weaker minded person would have faded away after Wake Forest playing golf. Yeah. And be like, you know what? I don't need to do this really. Right. I'm not, you know, people keep telling me I'm only getting this sponsorship because of my uncle or I'm like, right. And that's pressure alone, right? Yeah. What does she do? She says, okay. Yeah. She goes out there, she competes, she earned her card, she maintains her card. Mm hmm. She wins, she wins, she wins. You know what I mean? So it's like if you're not strong mentally for this game of golf or any game that's individual especially, right. you're not going to be able to make it. But individual look like Cheyenne, she's killing it. Um, I mean, on women's golf, got to shout out uh, Miss Renee Powell, who, who, who's basically the, the, the godmother of, uh, of black golfers for, for us. I mean, she, uh, her dad, uh, Mr. Powell, um, bought, owned, built, Built, manic, manicured, and did everything, can... and still has it in Clear Clearwater, Ohio, yeah. in Ohio, Shout out Ohio. Yep. Um, I, I mean that the Powell family, man, they are. I, listen, I wouldn't be here mm-hmm. in my position That's without crazy. the Powells. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, Tiger visited? wouldn't be have here. Have you seen? Have you been there too? I have not the fortune of being there yet. I need to get out. There. She's invited me several times. Oh, that's need, dope, man. I need to get out there. Yeah, Miss Renee, she's the fact that she's she's now a Hall of Famer for the PGA of America. Wow. Yeah. Um, just she's, just what they've gone through and like the story behind Mr. Powell and and uh, well Bill Powell doing that like building it himself like yeah. literally <laughs> they told him no he said okay okay I got I'll you. buy a land across the street yeah across the just street. like that and now Took, it's a history a historical landmark it's a historical now, right? landmark now that's fantastic it built is. it himself yeah that's, that's crazy, crazy. It is. And, and they still have in the family and it's still a good golfer that's awesome so it's like you know stuff like that I mean. Like yeah, what, what you know, what I'm doing, what Cheyenne's doing, what a couple, a bunch of us are doing is great. But I've always be remiss whenever I do any kind of interviewing or anything. I have to, I have to give it up yeah. to my four, five, and four months because they literally have, have have shaped the way where I am. Whether it's Charlie Sifford or yeah. you know or, or Bill Powell or oh, these okay. guys, literally like made it to where 
Like they told Bill you couldn't be a PJ PJ member, which is what I am. And he said, Okay. Because at the time we had a Caucasian clause in the PJ of America constitution that said African Americans, well, anybody that's not Caucasian could not be a member. Right. Or so, male. Or male. Yeah. Right. So and we had to that that got removed obviously and, and now, you know, we're growing the game, but there were a lot of us that were a lot of them that were in that time period to where they couldn't do this. this is how you got the the UGA, which is the uh, United Golf Association, and these associations around that, was, that were black associations, Station. so that yep. our guys can compete and play golf. Mm-hmm. Like you got Calvin Pete, who is still known as the best ball striker ever. Mm-hmm. That's a black man, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. it's like we had so much talent, you know, but we just didn't have a place to play. So we had to create our own lands to play in. Right, um, you know that's just great. I mean, just the Masters, man. I mean, <laughs> so of course, doing it. Um, nineteen ninety was the first black. Yeah, so so that's 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 a funny one. Like we we um we're gonna say ninety, but in reality, because the 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 registries at at Augusta National aren't public, um, they didn't they they didn't they didn't acknowledge that they had had an african-american or sorry a female no an african-american member sorry um until 1990 now they could have had one prior to that just never acknowledged it okay so we're just going to say that well the moment you acknowledge something that's when you have it, you have it. no 100 yeah. so 1990 is then, a great is a great year to throw it out there and then 2000 what was it for the woman then, uh, 12 12 was. yeah for uh Condoleezza. wow Condoleezza rice i mean like 2012 yeah about that yeah so and it's and it's like it's so mind blowing, and it's like that's it's our why lifetime. This is all. This is all our lifetime. Our, our lifetime. lifetime. Yeah, we think about it, it's kind of crazy, right? That like shit, it is. it's a ridiculous. Wow. And this is why you're so important. So thank Huge. you again for yeah. you to come. Like we were so excited. Like when we talked to you at the, at the UNLV game, <laughs> we was like, all right, we got to get him. No, like because this is big, and people don't understand that. Like 2012. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah, man, it's crazy because if you think about it. I mean, it's like this game has been around for for 200 plus years basically but um the fact the 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 non-exclusive the non-inclusive nature of this game inherently is one of the biggest things that holds this game back yeah big time and it, it's it's a it's a beautiful game if you ever get into it mm-hmm. and those that are into it love it and not you even know. that man it's the other i remember my uncle man he always would put me up on game he really pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed for me to get into the game. Mm-hmm. And he's like, EJ, for your professional career, <laughs> yes. you need to get out there. Because the deals the that deals happen out there, they're done right there. They are done right there. You got four hours or more or less to spend mm-hmm. with someone. Right. And the level, like you said, of people that are out at these places, yeah. these are the people that are running America, folks. Yeah. So it's funny because I run a, I should teach a golf class, in a, a class at UNLV because it's called Golf for Business and Life. Okay. You still teach that? Because I I, I want to say that one. I I still teach, actually. (laughs) Can we audit that class? (laughs) PEX 117, (laughs) if you're asking. (laughs) Professor Murphy. (laughs) Uh, It's a one-credit PE class, basically. And we take take the students out to the golf course every week, every Wednesday in the evening, uh, 5.30 to 7.10. And, yeah, I teach them how to play golf, right? But the main point of the class is to teach them how to be comfortable around the golf game 
so that they can then take that to their jobs. Whether you're a lawyer, whether you're a pre-med, whether yeah. you're a lawyer, whether you're going to be a scientist, whether you're going to be a doctor, a banker, it doesn't matter. If your boss says, hey, I'm going to go play in a charity event, do you want to come? Mm. You have to know, well, where do I go, one? <laughs> what do I wear? What do I wear? Where do I go? When I park, where do I go? Do I go into the golf shop? What is the golf shop? Do I go to the counter? What's the counter? Do I have to get balls? What are golf balls? Do I need clubs? What are clubs? Like these are simple things that, like, as a sports fan, we get it. No, it's it's so real. This is real, right? People don't know these stuff. So, and 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 I like to do everything from the. I I like to go backwards to the beginning. So I like to say, okay, look, here's the end product. You're going to be a golf good golfer. Okay. You have clothes. You look good. You got all the golf balls. You got all knowledge. Now, how do we get you to to that picture? Let's go backwards. Let's walk backwards, right? And then we walk them back and say, okay, look. Well, here are the clubs. Here are the balls. Here's how you dress in this environment. Um, here's the verbiage they're going to use out there. Right. <laughs> you know, clubhouse, That's driving true. range, putting green, practice area, golf car, golf cart, green, hole location, right? green, tee box, fairway, fairway rough, rough, trees, fence, out of bounds, inbounds, water, bogey, hard, eagle, <laughs> albatross. I was like, what are you talking about? Double bogey. Handicaps on holes. Why is why why is this hole fourteen? Yeah. But it says one handicap. Right. What does that mean? Yeah. And really quick, what's your handicap? Uh, my handicap has been removed from me. <laughs> <laughs> is that something that adjusts a lot? Um, it adjusts as, as, as much as you play. Okay. So if I if I were to say right, I haven't kept the handicap for a long time just uh-huh. because. A hand. Um, but so I. I so I, I I would obviously I would, I, I would obviously say <laughs> that uh it's I probably played it closer to like a one or a two right now handicap, which is basically mean a scratch golfer. Yeah, scratch. like I'm 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 playing anywhere. I'm shooting anywhere from par to maybe a couple for par. Um, wow. I, I try to play once a week, but it's hard. Yeah. Um, you know we're we're <laughs> we're busy out there. I used to be better, man. It's crazy, dude. It's funny. It's funny to watch your game. Like I played yesterday, <laughs> and I was out there, and I'm man, you know, hitting the ball fine, but. Talks to my coach we're playing with. And I'm like, we used to be like really, really good. Like, I mean, we're over here now, like scrambling around to like do something that used to be easy to us. Uh-huh. Like, we used to be hit, hit the ball a lot farther, uh, hit the ball a lot closer to the hole. Mm-hmm. You know, now we're over here, we're still hitting it somewhere, but we're finding it. But it's like, you know, games used to be a lot easier yeah. for us when we were younger. And we thought about it, it was because we had no fear. Now, like, I, I'm not afraid, but I'm playing more, I'm playing more protected. Cautious, I'm, right? I'm playing more I'm cautious, cautious yeah. out there. I'm, I'm like, all right, well, I don't want to hit the ball right <laughs> because I don't feel like walking to the right. I'd, I'd rather walk down the fairway this way. So <laughs> I'm saving my legs. Now, now, now I'm thinking about it, you know, from a health perspective. Like, I don't, I don't walk way over there. Right. <laughs> um, so I'm like, okay, how do I get the ball in that direction? That's too funny. Um, I mean, my fear was always being too slow with people coming behind me. Oh, that's the worst. Oh, that's that's I get anxiety through that, man. I'm like, <laughs> oh, they back there. Oh, shit. They back there. You know, I'm just going to pick mine up, man. Give me a 10 on <laughs> this one. <laughs> Good. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> hey, and that's on a scramble. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Double par. Double par. Yeah, just Double a, par max. We, yeah, we get that. That's what we do. No, nah, man, you're, 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 you're teaching people how to uh, – What's the what's the saying about you know I can give you some a fish? Oh yeah, you're teaching you, but, people how to fish. But you're literally teaching people how to fish, man. To to build a business and that, that's a huge business. 
I mean, I, I, some of the, and the other big stars in the other leagues, LeBron always touches on this being more than – It's in our more than show. Athletes. Yeah, That's more what we're talking about. We talk about more than athletes. Literally yeah. teaching somebody how to run the business. Yes. And that's what's so big because there's so many um, verticals in this business. Yeah. And the fact that you guys are with hospitality in a hospitality yeah. town, like that just exponentially that, blows them up. Second, uh, second year in a row, uh, UNLV, uh, here at College Hospitality, has been ranked number one. That's in the time. country, number two in the world. Oh, in the world. world. Two in the world, that. number one in the country. Pop that up, dang. Yeah. All and right. the next one, the next U.S.-based school hospitality program is outside the top ten in the world. So that's how far ahead of we are of oh. what we're doing here. Nah, and that's nah. the college I teach, and I love it. Do you have, as, 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 a, as a black man in, in the golf pro- business in, in, in sports management area do you ever feel like you have like a, a weight on your shoulders of carrying the sport man i hope you don't give me this <laughs> it's you know he's like i've been waiting for I've this waiting for this one no in all honesty I, I would tell you right now man this um i used to feel like it was all on me mm-hmm. damn that's a weight to um, carry. i I, yeah. I used to feel like if if i didn't do well I put the culture back. Yeah. And parts of me still feel that way. There, there's mm-hmm. certain things I cannot do incorrectly. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Wow. That, 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 that would hurt. Like, if I were to do something unethical, mm-hmm. that would put the culture back immensely. Mm-hmm. Because if they see, oh, Kendall Murphy did that, and he's the one you guys are putting up here, yeah. oh, well, then we can't, you know, I don't, yeah, yeah. I don't really know. I mean, yeah. if, if he did it, then I can imagine that we trusted this. So, like, there's certain things that, like, I realize, and my dad taught me this, um, I realize that there's certain lanes I have to maintain exceedingly, abundantly excellence. I got to be the best at it. I got to be perfect at it. Okay. There's other things that I can, like, gamble with, play games with, you know, All like right. like business, that kind of stuff. I mean, you, you, you can make a marketing decision that might not work out, that might work out. That's not Some risk. Judge. You got some risk. You, you have, leeway you some risk there. Things, yeah. But 100%. when it comes to, like, ethics and and like growing the game that way and just like being like there and being like truth worthy and honest and that kind of stuff like you have to be good at that you have that has and that should be natural anyway right right but let's be real i mean that's not natural everybody i mean some people because we're in a game where it's a doggy dog world so you know it's people have no problem putting putting the next person down for their game Mm -hmm. it happens in the golf business all the time Mm -hmm. and i'll be i could be blunt i mean there's there's people of other races that will put down other races just to be like hey well I, w- I want to grow my career, so I'm going to put this one down so I can get up and yeah. I'll fix them later. Um, I've dealt that a lot myself. You know, and I, I would have said that I, I would have thought that my career probably would have gone, I would have been maybe, well, I'm far now, but I would have been, I might have been further than I am now if I would have had other support levels coming in from behind me that weren't just, you know, from my family and that mm-hmm. kind of stuff and, and my mm-hmm. small mentorship group. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I do not feel I have the weight on my shoulders any, any, anymore. Um, I rely a lot. I've learned to utilize my platform to leverage a lot of deals. Well, hey, well, let's take it right there, right? So one of the things we always talk about, we want to give you a platform. I mean, you can expound on that if you want to, but I know a couple of things that you want to talk about as far as 
um, you know, what you're doing is just diversity, inclusion in the golf game, and then just, you know, more about this program. So I'll let you either expound on that and then get into those. But this is definitely what we want to make sure we focus yeah. on, man. No, so. I appreciate that. Um, so, yeah, diversity and inclusion is, is beyond big to me. It's, it's been big to me uh, my whole career. It's literally uh, one of my one of my three pillars is, okay. is, 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 is diversity and inclusion to make sure that we're growing the game. And that's why I'm here because the way I look at it is if we're not going to help, help ourselves, then who is going to help us? <laughs> I mean, let's, it's as simple as that. We think really? about it. Like, that's facts. Like, if, <laughs> if if we can't if we if we can't we put all, our own personal, we all we got. If we all we got, especially especially in this day and age right now. Yeah. You know, if 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 we can't put our own, you know, we all have to run businesses. We all have our own jobs. We all have stuff we have to do. But if we don't want to look back and reach behind I us am, and say, "Hey, look, somebody, yep. little black girl, little black boy, we keep it black, but little black boy, come come with me. Yep. I got you. I got you." You know, Man. right right now, I'm able to have the most diverse program amongst the H, amongst the 18 programs at UNLV because of that mentality I have. Yeah. And one of the programs is actually an HBCU, Maryland Eastern Shore. Okay. Mm -hmm. Oh, I saw a little clip on that. Yeah. So when we look at diverse, meaning like it, there's, I have so many African Americans, so many Caucasians, so many Asians, so many. Um, Latin, uh, Latin America, so many Native Americans. It's the most diverse makeup. Damn. So my program is a melting pot. Good stuff, yeah. man. And it's because I literally took a, I took a, a hard look at how we, how we were, were recruiting, who and who we were, were, were recruiting, and why we were recruiting them. Right. And I realized we had some gaps. We were leaving out entire communities just because we were recruiting a country club. <laughs> yeah. Well, last time I checked, my parents did pretty well for themselves, but we never had a membership at a, at, at a country club. Mm -hmm. We just didn't. Right. They did. They didn't see the. They didn't see the value. Mm -hmm. They'd rather buy a boat, mm -hmm. right? They rather, they rather buy a timeshare. They rather go on vacations. Yeah. Why do we need to go to country club, right? So, and I had to explain to the higher ups. I said, look, just because an individual is not in this environment doesn't mean they don't belong in the environment, right? And then what really helped me out was when I'm able to tell people my story that don't look like me. And they're like, you really came from all that? I was like, yeah, I did. Mm -hmm. And I'm here now. They're like, oh, wow. And they start to think <laughs> like, they start to, because I, I carry myself on different levels to where they're like, well, he had to be different. He had to come oh, from. You're different. You, oh, hit you're, the that. You're the He's one. Different. You're the different one. You know, you're, Kendall, no, you're, you're, you're just different. different. Yeah, oh, yeah which I hate. I hate that. I'm like, dude, I hate too, that. Come man. On, I'm like, look, different. Man, am I you're really different? Different. I hate that. By the I hate way. that. Literally, too, I get that like once a month, probably. That and well spoken. Oh yeah, you're so well spoken. Well, well supposed to speak Ebonics, right? Right. Now? <laughs> you want me to spell it for? You? I mean, what, you, what am I supposed to do? So, yo, yo, yo. <laughs> like, how am I supposed to do this right now? Yeah, but man. so you know, so diversity has been big to me. So what, what we have going for diversity right now is, uh, like I said, we have uh, for PJ of America, we have PJ Lead. Uh, which is a program within the PJ of America that yep. were that were promoting leadership within the PJ of America. Now to get individuals into the PJ of America or into these university programs, um, I've helped to create a diversity scholarship program. Okay. So we're giving out uh, ten eight thousand dollars scholarships um, every single year. I hear that right? Um, that's that's called free money. It's free money scholarship. PJ work scholarship. There you go. If you want to join the program, come on in. Um, so we, 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 we've created monies to be able to help out. Cause I, mm -hmm. cause that was one of that's one of my plights that I have with the PJ of America. I said, look, we're, we're a multi-million dollar 
million, like damn near a billion dollars with the PA Americas bringing in. And the brands y'all affiliate with. It's, it's crazy. Like, you know, we, we every, every major company, I mean, America Express is our credit card company. BMW. BMW is our car company now. Um, you know, what financial companies, financials, just... whoever it is. I think it's Wells Fargo now, maybe. But it's like, you know, we have all these multiple, multiple million dollar companies behind. Like, I was like, where is this money? Like, <laughs> I know we have this money. Like, let's, if we, if, if you're coming to me saying we need to in- increase our numbers, period, across the board, because memberships are, are down. And I'm telling you, I need money. Give me money and I'll bring you people. I know you got it. I know you got it. Because here's the deal. I, I will never, and this is my promise I made to myself, I would never take away or never force a student that's a good golfer to give up a college golf scholarship to an HBCU to come to my program. If they, come to to, if they come to me and say, look, I really want to come, but I have a scholarship to go to Hampton, Howard. Shout out to Steph Curry, but by the way, for oh, uh, yeah. supporting, supporting Howard, the by the way. My bad, man. No, talk I'm about so, that. Man, Steph Curry came through on that one. Like yeah. he's funded for three years, right? It, yeah, he came funded for, for about three, fu- fully funded for three years. <laughs> so now it's a men's team, so that means they have four scholarships to give out. It's fully funded by the double A. And that story, by um, the way, I'm, do you, you want to tell a story? You just, go so it was just really quick. Like uh, the uh, Steph was around, and he walked up to the he's Steph. No, Steph's really big in golfing. Mm-hmm. He has that golf TV show, and was just like, yeah, hey, man, you it. know. You support golf. We need it here. We'd love to have that golf program on golfer. And he's like, wow. And Steph stepped up to the plate, man, and stepped fully funded. Fully funded it. Under Armour stepped up, too. So which, but, but which college was it? Which HBU? Howard. Howard. Yeah. Uh, which, how, which one? Howard is not the, is not the real <laughs> HU, but Howard is, a, is an HU, if you want to look at it that way. Uh, it is Hampton, HU. <laughs> they, they are an HU. Hampton University. Go Pirates. <laughs> the real HU, baby. Um, so as, as I digressed, uh, but no, Steph, obviously me being a Warriors fan, uh, being born and raised in, in Oakland, California, uh, and an Oakland Raiders fan now, Las Raiders Vegas Ra- fan. I'm an Oakland, I'm an Oakland Raiders fan. Oh, Oakland Raiders fan. <laughs> um, I'm an Oakland A's fan and I'm an East Oakland Warriors fan. Um, now the Warriors have moved to San Francisco. I'm not so really a Sharks sure. Fan too? Yeah. I'm a San Jose Sharks fan too. To, to, there I go out. Uh, I, I'm a Bay Area guy. Like I just yeah. love the Bay. I'm from the Bay. I was, you know, I, I came up in the in the hyphy movement. I came yeah. up, you know, on Mac, Mac Dre. Yeah, too short. Dre, right. <laughs> you, know <laughs> you know, I came up on that. Like, <laughs> like the way out. The what I came up on and what I do now is like the most opposite world. No, it's so yeah. funny. Cause Cause like, you're the epitome. Like Oakland's like the epitome of black. Like yeah. I mean, the yeah. South is yes, the South is no, you know, whatever. Is. But Oakland is like where the <laughs> Black Panthers started. You know, shout out to UEP Newton Bobby. Started. You know, listen. Like, oh, UEP right. Newton and Bobby Seale started the Black yeah. Panther Party at Mayor yeah. College, you know, in, in East Oakland, California, around yes. the corner from where I was raised. Right? <laughs> my mom and my daddy were Panthers. Like, yeah. so this is this is what it was for me. Like, it's I can tell you anything about Panthers is oh, listen. Yeah. Wakanda started in Oakland. <laughs> Real fast. It so, so it's uh, it, it's funny because then I, I, I joke about it, you know. I call my and I like all my minority students. I bring them to my office one by one, uh-huh. and I said, "I'm gonna tell you a little story." Even the one like, in that video, yeah, because you need to tell them to tighten that hairline. Yeah, hairline was a little, okay, little cool. weak. Yeah, on the yeah, same yeah, yeah that was a little weak. But you know, hey, yeah. okay. I call him off guard. I said, "Hey, he's like, right. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. He's showing his, his ethnicity right there. Now. It is. He's, he's wearing a natural, <laughs> natural. Right? Yeah, 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 natural flow going there. <laughs> but I bring him in and I, and I ask my question. I said, "Have you ever heard of a chameleon?" 
Like, like, well, yeah, it changed color, blah, 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 Wednesday. I was like, that's what I am. And that's what you're going to be. A hundred percent. They're like, what do you mean? I'm like, I, was like, I can operate in any environment yeah. and make anybody feel comfortable around me. Yep. And I'm not faking it when I'm doing it. Yeah. I'm being real. I'm not mm-hmm. saying, t- telling you to fake things. I'm t- telling you to be real, but to know how to operate where you are and to be comfortable doing that. Uh, to the point to where Support. I can go have a conversation, talk about Mac Dre, Too Short, E-40. We can have a conversation or an hour about that. Flip right back and give a lecture on you know, fundamentals of uh, charismatic sequencing of a golf swing and then flip it right back and then say, okay, and we talked to my mom about something crazy and then flip it right back and then say, talk to a student that's, you know, trying to come to UNLV and their parents are there and, you know, explain to them the, the glory of UNLV and and what they're going to get and how they're going to be uh, thriving and that kind of stuff and then go home and just decompress and be like, whew, I'm kidding again. God damn. Right. <laughs> No, but all of it happens within like an eight hour day, and it's, it's real, like, man. and it's like, and but, but you gotta be, you so gotta real. know so how to talk be the about chameleon. This. We we just talk. About we always it. talk. It's the thing about it's like we as a people have to wear masks a lot. We do. It's and, it's, it's unfortunate, and it's it not is. a mask but of a fake. It's us, it's us in that environment, um, because the real us scares you for whatever reason. <laughs> Or it's just not relatability, and it's all of us. Right. It's all of us. But it, it, and, and, and all of it is us, though. You know what I mean? Is we can we can go different. Ready. We got different. I, yeah, and I can we, talk this game, and 100%. I can talk another game with yeah. you. And it's just that duality, like yeah. we've always had that. Because if right. I go back home to Oakland right now, and I go down in the hood, and I'm talking UNOV, they'll be like, "Bruh, <laughs> they'll be like, hey, cuz, yeah, right." <laughs> That's no, that's exactly. Hey, cuz. Hey, cuz. Hey. What, what, what? Cuz being weird, man. Where you from, dog? I thought you were from here. I'm like, oh, oh my bad. Uh, yeah. Put, that's real. I, I got flip back into it real quick. Yeah. I'm not faking it. Sometimes I just forget, yeah. you know, oh, on the phone call, you know, get off the phone call, you know. But um, <laughs> it, it, it's funny because, but I, I literally have that conversation with all of my minority students. I'm, I'm like, look, you have to learn how to be a chameleon. And many of them come up to me and say, look, how do you do this? Because with them, I'll talk to them the way that I, I recruit them. Look, we cool. We cool, bro. Like, come on. <laughs> you effing up. You know, so stuff like that. But, but yeah, so um, that's what I'm doing now at uh, UNLV. Um, I would love to get it. I, I'm trying to pr- uh, pr- pr- uh, promote the program to the, to the degree to where we want more students to be there. You know, we want, obviously, we want African-Americans to be in the program. But, you know, I'm taking anybody, you know. As long as you can play golf, you have a 12 handicap or less, you have an interest in learning the business side of the game of golf, this is where I want you to be here with me. Um, there's 18 programs in the country, but there's only one program that's associated with the number one hospitality program in the country, number two in the world. There's only one that has me there to mentor you the whole time. <laughs> there you go. So here, at, at, at the end of the day, you come to to become a rebel, and we're going to make you um, the best rebel you can be, but you can come out making money, doing your career, and excelling, and being happy. Because that's the best thing, just to be happy. I hate when people come out of Love school it. And they're and and they're upset or they're yeah. stressed or they're not loving it. I I don't I've been worked in eight years. Damn, because you love it. I just go to, I just go to the office. That's what's up. I was at home right now, so bored <laughs> this, today because I couldn't go to office. I was just bored, just right. sitting there on, on the couch. On the couch, answering emails. Like I mean, just bored. So there's no interaction with people. I love interacting with people. That's good stuff, man. Well, hey, we're we're getting down to the wire here. One of the things we like to end the show with is um. 
the assist, you know. Okay. This is where you get to drop a dime, where you can end with a quote, maybe something that you would tell your younger self, or just something you want to, you know, give like a life jewel in general to the people. Um, I would basically just say that, you know, the one thing I've learned in life is that it's short and that you got to enjoy every moment of it and you got to remember your blessings. And at the, at, the, at the end of the day, if you remember that, that life is short, remember your blessings and enjoy every last moment you have, you will never regret one thing. Because when you're gone, you're not going to remember it. Yeah. There it is. Can't take nothing with you. You can't take nothing with you. Can't take it with you. I love it. Well, I do have some rapid fire things. I have to ask you this question, you know, since you've mentioned some other places being the top. What is the number one golf course here in Las Vegas? And you can't say Shadow Creek. <laughs> Southern Highlands. <laughs> there you go. There you go. And then lastly, what was the best course you've played outside of Vegas? Uh, Pine Valley. Dope. Dope. All right, well, we got your Instagram here on screen. Is there any other kind of social you want to put out there? And, of course, we'll put this in the show notes. You got that right there. That, that, that's my, that's my, uh, my handle on all platforms, um, Instagram, Twitter, um, all that good stuff. So thank you. All right. Well, hey, once again, we want to thank our guests, man, and we definitely want to thank you, the people. I uh, hope you enjoyed today's show. Uh, we really brought some black excellence, and, I mean, you got to understand this, man. Coming from Oakland, California, to into one of the area into one of the most kind of segregated kind of um toughest um you know sport to get into and showing you a way um you know it's really been a blessing and honor to have you uh please kind of uh, hit us in the show notes let us know uh, what you think what you want to know more about see see more of we're on all platforms black and sports and we also on all platforms as far as your podcast so follow us there and please know for rooting for you all. Screaming, all us blacks got a sports and entertainment until we even. Assuming I'm rooting for everybody black. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Assuming I'm rooting for everybody black. Yeah. 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 Assuming I'm rooting for everybody black. Spat about two racks on handmade new rags. Assuming I'm rooting for everybody that's black, that's everybody from sports, the conscious class, the rap, the rap.